Hello, this is Carl Mailer from the Let's Talk Sports podcast. Are you one of the many people like me who love to voice their opinions? Then, well, the Anchor app is for you. Me, myself, I love using the Anchor app because I love voicing my opinion about everything sports. If you would like to get started on your own podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash start to make your own podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Let's Talk Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Mailer, the voice of podcasting, where we talk all things sports. It has been such a whirlwind of an NFL offseason, to say the least. Last night, and I'll get into the other big-name free agents that have gone elsewhere to continue their career, but last night, one of the biggest trades happened as the New York football giants sent away their star wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cleveland Browns. I was very, very taken back by this trade because if anyone remembers last year going into last offseason before the draft and all that happened, the giants were, their names were brought up about trading away Odell Beckham and that they wanted two first round picks for Odell. Now, everyone knows that the NFL is such a crazy business, and I think even the players themselves that play in the league know that it is a crazy business to try and stay with one team your whole career because you very rarely see that happen nowadays with any player, whether it's the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, or even the special teams side. it You find it very rarely nowadays that a player will spend their whole career with the team that drafted them or a team or a player that went undrafted and the team gave them a chance. So now you have Odell Beckham going to the Cleveland Browns. And I tweeted this last night on my podcast profile and my official feed profile that the Cleveland Browns should now, they really should now be the favorites to win the AFC North because Pittsburgh seems like they're there. They might be in a rebuilding stage, so to speak, even though they did lose Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, you still have some good receiving core with Juju Smith Schuster and James Washington. You drafted him last year, but I, I, I still think that the, the Steelers are going to be somewhat in a rebuilding stage the the Ravens they 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 gave away a lot of defensive pieces. Uh, Terrell Suggs, who has spent his entire 16 year career with the Ravens organization, said the other day that he is leaving. He told Baltimore that he is leaving. He's going to play elsewhere, and the Arizona Cardinals ended up picking him up on a one year deal. So that right there, that that was big right there for Baltimore to lose a guy like Terrell Suggs. And then you lose C.J. Mosley to the Jets. You lost C.J. Mosley to the Jets. You lost Eric Weddle to the Rams. And Eric Weddle is another veteran in the league. He's been around for a long time, but Eric Weddle can still play. So the Ravens have lost. They lost a lot of key pieces. And and I'm not even going to get into the Cincinnati Bengals because they're, they're just a they they have a bunch of players that are not utilized quite well. 
You have a quarterback who doesn't seem like he can get the job done in in Cincinnati, and there there was talks about them trying to ship out their draft pick from last year or two years ago in John Ross. And, and, and really, John Ross has got incredible, incredible speed. He just was hurt a lot. And you can't really rely on just one receiver to make all the plays for you and A.J. Green. And, and, and by the way, A.J. Green, a phenomenal player. Phenomenal player. He will probably go down as one of the greatest Cincinnati Bengals of all time when his career is up. But And quite frankly, he can probably go down as one of the best receivers of all time. But I still do just not see that happening, anything with Cincinnati. And I'm going to stay to my true word and say that the Cleveland Browns are going to probably be the favorites to win the AFC North. You look at what they have on the offensive side of the ball. They have Baker Mayfield, who I think the Cleveland Browns finally, they finally got a good franchise-type quarterback to lead them for a very long time because the history of Cleveland picking quarterbacks has not been that so has not been so well. You have Baker Mayfield under center. You have a a good running back in Nick Chubb and you also have some good depth at the running back position. They have a good tight end from the University of Miami, David Njoku, who I who played phenomenal last year. He didn't put up any, you know, big statistical numbers. He didn't he didn't pop out at the tight end position, but he played very well last year for the Cleveland Browns. And now you look at the receiving core, you have two guys who both played at LSU, and I really think that is a one of the biggest reasons, and I'm going to probably stick to that and say that's the biggest reason why Odell went to Cleveland, because he wanted to play up with Jarvis Landry. Because those guys have a connection of playing at LSU together. And I and I really do think that's the, the biggest reason why Odell wanted to be gone. Plus, you look at, and I'm going to say this is the main reason why Odell wanted out of New York. Because he probably envisioned in himself that New York isn't really doing anything. I mean, they, get, they gave away, they gave away some big, big names on the defensive side of the ball players that have gone elsewhere Olivier Vernon is playing in Cleveland and 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 granted Cleveland did send away Jabril Peppers who I thought Jabril Peppers was going to be a fine name to to build around on the defensive side even though their defense is mainly built around Miles Garrett but Jabril Peppers is now and and I really do think and when I saw what what the Giants and Cleveland traded for as far as the draft picks and even the player itself to get Odell, you know, swapped. I do think that it, it's a very good, uh, it was a very good trade. And, you know, New York fans, they're probably, they're probably pissed off at the world because New York can't seem to, to keep any of its good players in any organization. I mean, you look at the whole, and and I never really had a chance to talk about this, but you you look at the whole Kristaps uh, Porzingis uh, ordeal that went down. New York, when Kristaps Porzingis got drafted by the Knicks, 
the fans, they did not like it. But when they saw that Kristaps Porzingis can play ball, the fans wanted, you know, they wanted the team built around him. But obviously the Knicks were not doing anything. The Knicks were not drafting the right pieces or or even bringing in the right pieces via free agency to help build the Knicks organization. So now Kristaps Porzingis is going to be a Dallas Maverick. I don't know for how long, but he's going to be a Dallas Maverick with Luka Doncic, and that right there can be a good good two-way power trip right there. So, you know, the, the you see a lot of that happen now in in the on the business side of things uh, with any sport. I mean, just look at and I never really got a chance to talk about this too, but just look at the Bryce Harper ordeal that happened. The the Met, the the Nationals supposedly offered Bryce Harper a 10-year deal worth about almost the same much that Philly gave him around the 300 million uh 300 million uh range for a contract and Bryce rejected it because supposedly the the Nationals were going to decline him a certain amount of money on that contract and Bryce Harper really if I if I'm if I'm in my opinion if I'm thinking of what Bryce Harper was trying to go through he was mainly worried about the whole ordeal of how am I going to provide if you know for my family if I have a family one day how am I going to provide for myself and really anyone who watches baseball anyone who follows the Nationals know that the Nationals have not had a history of success in the playoffs. And Bryce Harper has been to the playoffs a few times in his career. And they they just can't get the job done. They uh they they can't uh they, they just can't get the job done with Bryce Harper. And so now Bryce Harper signed really for the rest of his career because he has no opt-out clause with the uh, the Phillies, a 13-year deal. And that's crazy. 13-year deal worth that much money. And the whole tampering rule about players trying to recruit other players, because obviously, you know, the Phillies are going to be a big name to try to go out and get Mike Trout when Mike Trout becomes a restricted free agent. And and I would just say this, for, for future reference, if the Phillies go out and get Mike Trout and you're already going to have Bryce Harper, that's going to be, and I'm just going to say this, and, I, and I'm and i a Braves fan, that's going to be a dangerous team right there. So just watch out if you are baseball because I feel like Bryce Harper is going to try to get Mike Trout to come join the Philadelphia Phillies when he becomes a free agent because really Mike Trout hasn't really been able to accomplish anything good with the Angels since he's been a part of baseball. But back to the whole Odell situation, did I see it coming? I didn't see it coming. I was very, like I said earlier in the in the broadcast, I was taken aback by the whole Odell situation. The, the NFC East, it never really surprises me. The NFC East always seems to be very interesting in the offseason because uh, my Washington Redskins went out and got a, another quarterback in the in the free agency. 
because the whole uncertainty and and I truly believe too, and I just think like and just like anyone else that watches the NFL, that Alex Smith will probably not play this upcoming season. That gruesome leg injury that he suffered against the Houston Texans this past season, uh, it, it was just gruesome. I I didn't really see the the play because uh, I was streaming the game on my phone on the Yahoo Sports app. But when they showed the replay, it, it very gruesome. And, and and nowadays, any type of major injury that happens to some big-name athlete or to any athlete, really, you can stream it now on YouTube. Somehow someone gets uh, Somehow someone is able to put it up on their YouTube page, and you can watch it from there. So with the whole uncertainty at quarterback for the Redskins, they go out and get a guy... Case Keenum, who I, I I don't I don't really know how that's going to work out for Washington because you still have Colt McCoy who's been under the system now for for quite a few years. He understands the offense. Big question is is can he stay healthy? But I also heard that Washington claims they are not done at quarterback. Whether they go and get somebody again via free agency, or they go get a player in the draft. Now, you look at the potential names that are going to be gone in the first round. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins is tied. Is, is his mock draft, They a lot of the, the analysts or the former players, GMs, whatever, have Dwayne Haskins going to the Giants. Kyler Murray has been tied to a couple different teams, but people believe that with Cliff Kling, with Cliff Kingsbury now the head coach in Arizona, Arizona's going to take Kyler Murray. That's why Josh Rosen was brought up about being shopped around. And I saw there was a picture I saw on Twitter that a fan had tweeted a picture of Josh Rosen's jersey at at some mall in Arizona was half off of the regular hundred dollars that you would pay for an NFL jersey online. So the the whole ordeal with quarterbacks, you know. If I was Washington, and and really my my motto is now, you try to take the best player available. If they take a quarterback, I don't know who you would go after because you look at the other guys in the in the quarterback class. Uh, you have Drew Locke from Missouri, Daniel Jones from Duke, Will Greer from West Virginia. Those are the big name quarterbacks that most people are talking about. Obviously, there's other quarterbacks that are that have inserted themselves into the draft. But if I had to go after a big-name quarterback, and clearly Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray are probably going to be gone by the time it gets to Washington at the 15th pick in the draft, if I if I had to choose, if I was Redskins and if I was looking at quarterback, I, I would probably go with Daniel Jones just because of the size. You know, a lot of people compare Daniel Jones to a Carson Wentz. I would stick with Daniel Jones, but honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen there. I think it's going to be fun to see what turns out to be in the draft, but you never know. And you look at the whole the Dallas Cowboys. What in the world is going on with Jason Wynn? You spend one year off of retirement, and you come out of retirement to join the team that you have played your entire career on. Why? Because you want to win a championship. That's the one thing that has eluded Jason Wynn and his Hall of Fame 
NFL career is not winning a Super Bowl ring. If that's the case, then Tony Romo better, better come out of the booth at CBS and try to win himself a Super Bowl ring. But Tony Romo is smart. Tony Romo knows that his days of trying to win a Super Bowl ring are long gone. So Jason Wynn comes back. Why? Because of the talent that is on the Dallas Cowboys roster. You got Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, the three big names of the Dallas Cowboys. Granted, Dallas did lose Cole Beasley. They did lose Cole Beasley to Buffalo. Cole Beasley's getting paid now because he clearly probably was new to himself. He was not going to get paid as long as he was in Dallas. I don't know. And then, you know, the whole Landon Collins, he got a, he's the highest paid, supposedly the highest paid safety signing with my Washington Redskins on a six year deal, 84 million. So he's got, uh, I forgot how much he's getting guaranteed, but he's making up to 14 million a year which is sort of the price range that Earl Thomas, one of the biggest free agents out there, that Earl Thomas wants to be making. So obviously Earl Thomas has been tied to the Dallas Cowboys for the last couple of seasons because of a game that Dallas played against Seattle and he supposedly walked up to Jason Garrett. Obviously, Audio did not pick it up, but he walked up to supposedly Jason Garrett and said, come get me. I want to play for Dallas. Come get me. So if if I'm Earl Thomas, what what does your money stand at now? Because you look at the Honey Badger. The Honey Badger, after playing for Houston for one year, is uh, went to the Kansas City Chiefs on a three-year, $42 million year. That was big news. I did not see that one coming. But I think that's a big that's another big upgrade for the Kansas City Chiefs. And with that young team, that's an upcoming team who's going to be competing in the AFC West for many years to come, especially with that quarterback they have in Patrick Showtime Mahomes. But if I'm Earl Thomas, clearly the two big the two big teams have been linked is Dallas and San Francisco. It would not surprise me with former players playing with each other if Richard Sherman tries to recruit his ex-teammate to come play in San Francisco. It would not surprise me. And that gives a chance for Earl Thomas to play against his former team in Seattle twice a year if he was to do that. But we should see how that goes about. I mentioned some of the biggest free agent names that to go off the board. Um, the biggest surprise, I think, to everybody, uh, going, well, I, I really shouldn't say a surprise, the, the whole holdout situation with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is finally going to a team. Uh, last night it was reported that Le'Veon is going to sign, uh, and it becomes official today, I, I believe at about 4 p.m. That's when a lot, all these trades and all these, you know, these signings will become official since the free agent period starts today at 4 p.m. Le'Veon Bell is going to the New York Jets. And this really does not surprise me that the Jets um, signed a big-name free agent like Le'Veon Bell because the Jets, I believe, were the number two team in the NFL as far as cap space money. Uh, the the Colts had the most coming into the offseason, and I believe the Jets were like number two, number three. 
And the Jets have gone out and gotten themselves some big, some big free agent signings. I mentioned C.J. Mosley earlier. He was a former player in Baltimore. They got Jamison Crowder, a former receiver in Washington. And now you got Le'Veon Bell. So really, that to build your team around Sam Darnold, who I think is going to be a, a good player in the, in the NFL. I'm not going to say he's going to be a great player. But he, he can be a good player in the NFL, Sam Darnold. Uh, that I I think that's a smart choice by by the Jets to pick up a running back still early, still young in his uh, in his career with uh, Le'Veon Bell. So I hope it all works out with Le'Veon. Uh, I mentioned earlier about Antonio Brown going to the Oakland Raiders. I I think a lot of people were expecting Oakland to make a a push at Le'Veon Bell, but uh, Antonio Brown. I I don't you know it, it's funny. Antonio Brown, I thought, you know, really, when he came into the league, he was he was all about making some some tremendous plays. I really wonder what's going to happen in in with the Oakland Raiders because I saw a statistic have uh, come up a number of days ago that the total number of touchdowns that Oakland had in their receiving core last year was nine, which was, I think, one of the lowest in the league. And Antonio Brown by himself had 15 touchdowns. So that just tells you right there the amount of upgrade that Oakland is getting at the receiving core position. You you guys, this has been such a crazy, such a crazy NFL offseason. And we're just and we're just getting started in the offseason. We still got the, the draft coming up. The NFL draft is gonna really shake some things up. So it, it it's really it's been really fun to watch. And th- and I like I've said in the past, the NFL offseason excuse me, the NFL offseason to me has always been the best offseason in in professional sports. In my opinion, the NFL offseason is always the best one to watch. But I do feel like this. For my NBA fans out there, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Los An- what the Los Angeles Lakers do. Because I honestly do not know what happened to the Los Angeles Lakers this year. Brandon Ingram supposedly had uh, he's he supposedly has a blood clot. I, I forgot the medical term that the reporters were using, but he supposedly has a blood clot. Excuse me, in his arm that could keep him out for that's keeping him out the rest of the season. And then you look at Alonzo uh, Ball; he's out the rest of the season with an ankle injury. And you know, people have been saying it all along that. The Lakers, you know, the pieces that Magic was going out and getting for LeBron just wasn't working enough. So now, if I'm Magic Johnson, if I'm LeBron James, you look at the free agents coming up. You got Kyrie Irving, who's been tied to the Knicks. You got Kevin Durant, who's been tied to the Knicks. What do you do about that? If I'm, if I was an NBA executive, GM, owner, whatever, it would be tough because obviously 
You want to get some big-name free agents to help boost your team, even with the draft coming up. But I don't, I don't, I wouldn't know what to do with those guys. I would just try to go if I was Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. I would try to go to the best team available and a team that I can see myself possibly winning a championship with. Because obviously, any of the great players nowadays, that's all they really care about is chasing a championship ring. Uh, guys, this, you know, it has been a crazy offseason for most of the major sports. Baseball, basketball. Uh, basketball hasn't hit their offseason yet, but the, the trades that happen before the trade deadline. The NFL, to me, has just been, you know, it's always fun to watch the NFL offseason, and I think it's just going to get even crazier, especially with the, the pro days, the college pro days starting. Uh, today, Oklahoma had their pro, pro day at 10 o'clock this morning. It's currently underway. It's going to be fun to see what happens going forward through the NFL draft, through the offseason. I cannot wait. I cannot wait until the NFL season comes up because I wish nothing but the best for all the players that have found a new home and all the players that are going to continue to find new homes. I wish nothing but the best for the new players. And I cannot wait until... The NFL season starts. I believe, in my opinion, the NFL season starts when the draft happens because that gets all the football fans around the world excited for football to be back. And 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 hell, the AAF, the Alliance of American Football. I've I haven't really watched a whole lot of it, but the times I've watched it, I really think the NFL should start implementing some rules. You know, when a team scores, go for two-point conversion, get rid of the kickoffs, and let the team take over on the 25 instead of kicking it off and risk an injury. I think the NFL should implement a lot of rules, and, I, and I've and i said it before, uh, the NFL needs to change a lot of their rules uh, going forward. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but they should think about it. They really should. They need to really consider the switching up rules. Uh, any college basketball fans out there, the ACC tournament, I'm looking forward to that because there's a good chance that Carolina will play Duke again for a third time this year. It's funny because Carolina beat Duke the other night on Saturday, and it was the first time since 2009 that Carolina swept Duke in the regular season. And even with Duke not having Zion Williams, I think that that was a major reason why Duke lost again. But they also lost Marquise Bolden uh, to an injury, like not even a two, not even three minutes into the game. And it, it was funny because there was a statistic that popped up about the McDonald's All Americans. Coach K had a starting five of McDonald All Americans on his roster. And Carolina had two, Nasir Little and Kobe White. I'm just saying, I'm ready for the ACC tournament, uh, even though it's already been underway, but I'm ready for Carolina to play Thursday night. Tomorrow night, I am ready for that. I am just ready for, I'm ready for all of this to happen. I am ready for the football to come back, the NFL. I'm ready for a college basketball to get really taken off with the March Madness tournament. 
Guys, I am ready. This is a fun time of the year for sports fans because we are getting down to the nitty-gritty of college basketball. I am ready. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today to the Let's Talk Sports podcast. As always, I am your host, Carl Mailer, the voice of podcasting, and this is where we talk all things sports.